Welcome to the Bodies by Brent podcast. I'm your host, Brent Ruska. We're doing intros a little bit different now. I used to do them much more structured and beautiful, but for the sake of being able to produce two episodes a week, we're going to keep it a little more simple. On this episode, we have Taylor and Sam. They have the F Word podcast, has over 2 million downloads. They are female lifters here in ATX, super inspirational, incredible entrepreneurs, and I'm excited to share their story about getting into lifting, and I think you'll take a lot of good motivational nuggets out of this episode to get you started, whether it's with lifting or your own entrepreneurial journey. Let's get into it. Sam and Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you you for having us. Very excited. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have you on. You guys are crushing it. Like your entrepreneurial skills are beyond exceptional. It's very inspiring, you know, and I want to get into how you keep the energy and maintain and your advice for all of that because you're doing it at such a young age and killing it. You know, I've been in the industry for almost 20 years and it took a long time to get to this place. So you're like on an amazing exponential path. But I want to go into your lifting journey because it's fun to interview women about their journey with lifting because I like to inspire more women to lift. Yeah, of course. Do you remember the moment you guys put a barbell on your back? Yes. 100%. (laughs) Take me back. Oh, goodness. Well, okay, so a little bit backstory on me is I've always been an athlete, so I played field hockey and lacrosse in college, but it was only Division three, so we were never introduced to any type of weight training, unfortunately, and I wish we were. So I kind of had to learn on my own, same with Taylor, both learning on our own. And I, it was very disordered with my like exercise training, but I did get into weight training while I was still playing sports, which was not really the best. And I had no what I was doing, no idea what I was doing for years or almost yeah two years. So what would you do? Like what would your when you go into the I would do, oh. I would go and do cardio for maybe like 60 minutes. And then I was very intimidated by the barbell. It took me a little time to actually do a barbell, but I would do kettlebells, dumbbells, excessive amount of abs. And that was like really where I started with getting into the gym. Yeah. But then when it came to dumbbell or the barbell, I started using that, I would say maybe a year after being in the gym. And I started following a lot of content creators like now like myself how girls are doing with me whereas I was like in their footsteps following other girls and just kind of educating myself a little bit before I actually stepped foot into using it because it was so intimidating yeah so you would just pick up things from watching people yes did you ever hurt yourself or was it still kind of funky I mean it's super hard even though you see these instructional videos it's very hard to try to learn form yeah I remember doing like dumbbell lunges in my garage in high school just looking at books, and I was doing it so crazy. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I never, I started at a um, Planet Fitness, so they didn't have like free weights really. I had a Smith machine, but one really embarrassing story, and it still is with me till this day because I am scarred from it, like literally. My two knees have <laughs> literally scarred. No, like literally scarred from it. I have two circles on my knees of scars because I was trying to re rack the weight. I had two 25s on both sides, which yeah. at the time for me felt like three 45 pound plates, but it was just two 25s. And I was trying to re-rack it, and I didn't re-rack it correctly, and I fell straight to the ground, barbell on top of me. I was, like, pretzeled on the ground, and I was wearing leggings, and my leggings just ripped right through. So Damn. Yeah. This was at Planet Fitness? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You guys love that place, right? I mean, mixed emotions about it, of course, but... We could get... We can touch back on that later. Yeah. We get too sidetracked about that, but I'll kind of... Uh, throw in where I started. So I was like super, I danced my whole life. So I was like active in that way. But, um, and then we would do conditioning for that and whatnot. And I always really liked it. And then I went to college and ended up being super just lonely and depressed. I was miserable. Like I was alone at every second. And I was like, okay, I could go to the gym. Like, it's free. It's on my college campus. I'll just go. Um, and I wasn't, I was doing cardio and like abs and like, donkey kicks on a mat like nothing really but I fell in love with it I was like this is it was one thing like the way I thought about it was my like strength and my ability to do things like my ability to like run a mile to stay on the elliptical for an hour like whatever it was like no one could take that away from me like that was something that like no one else's outside opinion could affect in any way shape or form like what I could get done was what I could get done so I started a fitness page about it and I, I was still not doing anything correctly but I I realized I liked exercise and then it was lockdown 
And I was just doing hit workouts in my backyard with like dumbbells. Um, and I loved it. But then I saw this video of this girl, her name's Natasha Ocean, and she did the like Navy SEAL, she did all of them, like the army test, like the workout test, the Navy SEAL test, and like a few other like cool different things of the physical fitness test that you have to do to like be in the army, to be in the Navy, whatever it was. Yeah. And I have I was so inspired because this girl was like jacked. Like she ran so fast and she repped out like 20 pull-ups and she did 50 push-ups. Like she smoked the fitness test like easy. And I was like, I want to be like her. Like I, I was so into the I want to be like skinny, like I want abs, this, this, and this. And don't mind, like the girl looked great, but that wasn't the point. I was like, I want to do what she can do. I want to do that. Like my goals completely shifted the second I saw that video. And I was like, can I curse on you? Yeah. I was like, fuck being, (laughs) I was like, fuck being skinny. Like, fuck not eating. Like, F that I want to be just like her. And I want to be strong like that and do the push-ups and do the pull-ups and have muscle. And then I just started lifting weights. Yeah, it honestly is crazy though. Like the switch it can really make with your mindset with like working out and stuff with social media. Because for both of us, it was, if it wasn't for social media, obviously social media caused some really bad habits for the both of us. But it took some understanding and maybe following of other content creators and just kind of like doing our own research to realize like what actually needed to be done in the gym Mm -hmm. to achieve our goals. And yeah, I'm just so happy that we can now do that for younger girls. That's awesome. Yeah. What were some of your big mistakes you made when you first started? Not eating. Yeah, not eating. Um, (laughs) So like, how do you eat now? Okay, so back then I used to, what I burned on my watch was what I could eat. So I'd go to the elliptical in college and I would say, on the machine, not even on my watch, like totally wrong number, 100%. Let's say it said 300. My lunch was 300 calories. Like that's- Brutal. Yeah, that's what I did daily on a on a daily basis and it was it was just horrible now um i mean both of us eat so, so much. much we eat like take me through a day we th- we eat like six times a day yeah right now we're not tracking our um macros but we've gone through a bulk this past winter and mm-hmm. then we went through a cut and now we're intuitive eating not tracking but I, we like to kind of throw this number around when we were in our bulk but we were eating like well over 300 carb, like close to 400 carb. Like we don't really- over 3,000 calories. Yeah, like we don't really like to share numbers because sometimes, at least in my past experience, when people would share numbers, I would get so like in comparison with them thinking that it would work for me when it realistically doesn't work. Like Taylor and I live the same exact lifestyle. We're Mm -hmm. pretty relatively same height, same weight, like pushing the same type of weight in the gym. And our macros are nowhere near- Similar. So it just goes to show that like it's everyone's every different. Person. Well, yeah. How, how do they differ your macros? Just to show an example. Um, yeah. So I eat uh, vegan and plant-based and Sam doesn't. So with that, with getting in everything, you need to be higher fat when you're eating vegan. So I'll go more so like higher fat, a little bit higher on the carb. And my protein is just a little bit lower. I still eat like a lot of protein. A lot of people think if you're vegan, you don't eat protein. I still do eat a lot, but like she can fit in more than me. Mm-hmm for less fat because she's eating animal meat and like you can't really do that when you're vegan. So just little things like that, like lifestyle differences, they're not going to be the same. Yeah. And like another thing too is I personally, when I have too much fat, I feel very fatigued from it. So I noticed when I was dropping my fat a little bit with when I was tracking my macros that I felt a lot more natural energy throughout the day. So I'd pick up my carbs, drop down my fats. And obviously the protein was like quite high too. Like, um, I was doing a little bit over my body weight, but yeah. Yeah, so that's some a way it would differ. But now we're eating a lot and eating intuitively. So now it's also, it's obviously different. Like I don't even know the calories that I'm eating day to day, but like both of us used to do the like not eat in the morning before we lift thing. And now we are, breakfast is just like the best meal of the day. We do protein yeah. oatmeal every single morning. And that's we, a great thing about lifting is yeah. as you start to lift more, you can start to eat, eat more, more and eat mm-hmm. carbs, right? And people- you know, if they're not training and they're eating a bunch of carbs and retaining water, they start to get confused. And society is always telling people drop carbs, that equals fat loss and all that. That's the great thing about training. You just become a fuel burning machine. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You literally just become like, it's almost like food stops really doing quote unquote anything like bad to you. Like it becomes 
if we're like, oh, let's go get donuts. Yeah. So tomorrow in the gym, we're just going to like PR this bench and like we'll have so much energy. Like it's yeah. all just like fueling the machine. Yeah. Everything. I, it's funny too because kind of going back on your question of like things that we did wrong is like obviously under eating was one of those. Mm-hmm. But like we just – I personally jumped from so many different types of diets, whether it was like trying to go low carb, food combining, whatever it was. But one thing that I did realize with the whole like food giving you natural energy is one day – Fear food of mine at the time used to be bagels and mac and cheese. I had a bagel from the dining hall before I went to the gym, and I usually would work out fasted. Mm. And keep in mind, like, I would fast until, like, 12 in the afternoon, like, kind of a long time. And now today we are waking up and having breakfast at, like, 8 a.m. every morning. So um, I remember having a bagel and going to the gym, and I was pushing a little drastically, like, a lot more weight than I was if I was fasted. So I was like, holy shit, like I can have this bagel and it will like help me get through this workout right now. So once you start to like experience like those types of things, you start to realize in your head, like you're just very in your head and being very restricted for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Abundance mindset. You'll get more out of your workouts. It'll just, it'll just, the momentum will build. Yeah. You get yeah. To your goals. There's just way more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. You know, for people listening, women, first starting out, what is like very simple nutrition advice? You know, it takes time to get up to Mm -hmm. this macro counting and kind of being dialed in. But like if you were talking to you guys when you were first starting out, you're like, just do these couple things. What would you say? I will, this is like perfect question. So my sister was actually just asking me about this because she's like getting into the gym. She's older than me, but she's starting to work out. So she's like, what the heck do I eat? Like, what do I do? Blah, blah, blah. So easiest thing, like um, if you want to, just do super, super simple. It's just the balanced meal thing. Carb, protein, fat at every meal. Eating all three meals and preferably also like two to three snacks. Carb, protein, fat at every meal. If you can do more dialed in than that, tracking only calories and protein. Mm-hmm. And like every the carbs and the fat will fall into place everywhere else. But tracking only calories and protein is what I told her to do. Because a lot of girls don't eat enough protein. Um, I don't even know like really why but it's just very yeah. common there's just a lot of like carb filled when you're kind of just like not eating great I, so just my personal track- opinion is i think women are taught like marketing just scarcity in general mm-hmm. right just like don't eat right yeah. yeah eat things that are low calorie so this is my opinion i i think that's what happens they get so focused on just i just shouldn't really eat yeah. right so that's exactly what it is so it's like eat so, and everything should be focused on eating enough, eating enough calories, eating enough protein, eating enough meals, eating enough, like, portions of vegetables, eating enough portions of fruit, drinking enough water, nothing, like, limited. And speaking, like, all in that verbiage when talking to someone, because that, to me, like, is the biggest difference. Like, making sure people know that, like, your calories at the end of the day that you should be hitting, like, if you're trying to put on muscle in the gym, is the minimum that really you're eating. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be being under isn't like good. Like if, if we were your coaches and you came with us with like a thousand calories under your macros every day and you're like, look how good I did. That's bad. One thing I can also <laughs> say to you, we've both been personal trainers, done online clients and majority of my girls ranged from like 18 to 25, 26. And one thing that I noticed the most was how slow these girls' metabolisms were, like, they didn't want to eat. So if we were to go to our clients saying exactly what Taylor just said, they'd be like, well, I'm not hungry. Or, well, I don't have the time to eat. Or I just, I don't want to eat. And that's when I kind of respond back, well, we need to boost that metabolism. You need to be eating every two to three hours. We need to focus on the water. We need to focus on the sleep. Because all of those things play such a big role Mm -hmm. with you even wanting to have that desire to eat. If you don't have the desire to eat, you're never going to get to that point where you're able to comfortably eat that much food so that's one thing that i've noticed like girls come to me eating like 1200 1500 calories and i'm trying to get them up to at least 2000 and it's obviously gonna take some time but you need to be eating every two to three hours and lifting weights lifting yeah like lifting weights lifting weights will lift weights for a few weeks and tell me you're not like starving at all times yeah (laughs) do you have a lot of your female clients come to you and be like i'm gaining weight oh yes yes it so it can come in like a a good sense or in a bad sense where some girls can be kind of terrified that they're gaining the weight. But I've had past clients that come to me and they're like, I want to gain weight. I just like don't know how to gain the weight or Mm. in a sense terrified, but they just need like the comfort or the support. But the body recomposition is just like, we've both come from backgrounds of being underweight and putting on weight. Mm. And like Mm -hmm. from my own experience 
of like going through that, of gaining weight, it's so empowering. Because you just start to feel so much more comfortable in your own body, but you're, the number on the scale is also going up and you're not letting that number on the scale dictate your happiness at all. Yeah, you're just like, fuck, yeah. fuck this number. Mm -hmm. Whenever I start training women, I always have to have that talk in the first month or two. Yes. And they're like, I, but I'm getting bigger. I can see the scale. Just, you you got to put it away. Mm -hmm. You just got to literally put it away and just don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah, we deal with a lot of, like she said, weight gain. Um, people that want to Clients and followers. Like yeah. that's like definitely our like niche of people. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's definitely just having the support system to gain the weight. Like it was freaking like I'm like, Oh, like probably pushing over 30 pounds heavier than like my most like toxic state and like if you would have told me that and that like you're gonna gain 30 pounds mm -hmm. that's terrifying but it's like yeah, the be best like, thing no way i'm lifting do. weights yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not signing up that's making me gain 30 pounds yeah, yeah but it's like and some of my family didn't even know that like like i said talking with my sister and i was trying to give her advice on what to do mm -hmm. she was like telling me all these things like she gained weight but she feels better and like she feel and i was like i and like, cause to my family, I just looked better overall. I was like, I went from a size zero, double zero to a size four or six. And she was like, oh, that makes me feel way better. I was like, yeah, I went up. Like, like my clothes don't fit me anymore. Like, yeah. if you think I'm out here just like getting thin, like that's not really what's happening. Like I'm putting on leg muscle, I'm building my, I mean like intentionally, obviously that's the other misconception is then we say this and then girls say they don't want to lift cause they don't want to get bigger. Yeah. So I feel like girls are just constantly stuck in this trap, but it's like, it's what you're doing intentionally. You don't have to get bigger if you lift weights, but you can. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best ways to get smaller is to lift, is to lift. And you may gain a little bit for a while, but you're never going to get that metabolism up. You're never going to, I don't know. It's so empowering fit. Like I think based on my experience with women, instead of them always being focused so much on cardio and deprivation, they're finally doing something that's not I'm just going in to get exhausted. It's like I'm actually seeing my physical self and body and mind become stronger and greater, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and then that ripples into everything else. Yeah. Right. And right. Like, it's abundance mindset. Of course. Like, and kind of going back on, like, the restrictive mindset, like, it takes such a toll on you when you are, like, underweight. Like, I was not nice to the people around me. I had no energy for it. I was... I'm from Boston, so I was always cold. Like, I had, like, no body fat on my body. Um, I was never really hungry because my metabolism was shot. And it's just, I was just always angry. So, like, the the person I am now, looking back on the person that I was when I was 20, 30 pounds lighter, is a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing, too, that girls need to keep in mind is, like, reflect on the way you're treating your family and friends around you because that's a big, big part of like that underweight restrictive part of your life and you don't even notice at the time like i have to reflect and look back on it and be like wow like i don't recognize that girl mm -hmm. that, that's super interesting yeah yeah how has weight training or strength training developed or changed your mindset i got where to start um <laughs> i mean it's given me like a a level of confidence that is just like totally out of this world i mean like from the just like the standpoint of getting into a gym and like doing something intimidating in that sense because like I was just so scared to like take up space in a gym and being able to like confidently now go and like stand in a squat rack and take up a squat rack for 30 minutes and like use the big plates and do what I need to do in a gym like I feel like that's almost the biggest thing that it's given me is like the sense of confidence that comes with lifting weight because there's there's just nothing like that feeling from going like, I can only use cardio machines. I can only use like the bands and the light dumbbells to like taking, like bench pressing and like taking up the weight and using like it is a big kilo plates. It's a big fucking deal because even myself, I don't really like going in gyms where there's like, you know, it's intense energy. It's like right. fucking primates. It's like all these dudes staring at each other, like posturing up this and that and sensing each other's energy. And for a, you know, a female to come in there and hold her own space. That takes fucking balls. And to be I'll also be confident enough to all these guys' eyes are on me. I know just as a guy when I was young, that's intense. So I can't imagine what it's like being a female. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, ju you just feel out of place. And part of that also comes with finding like the right gym. Like yeah. some gyms I still feel out of place and weird because the environment's just like not it. But just now the, vibes, yeah. like the gym we go to now, there was a day not that long ago there there's like – one section is kind of like the powerlifting section. So it has all like the bench presses and the squat racks and stuff. And in there, that day was only girls. 
And I was like, this is fucking badass. Like I looked yeah. around and I was like, nice. Like every bench press was a girl. Like just it happened to be so that day that there was like no guys there. And I was like, this is dope. Yeah, no, I love that <laughs> it's feeling. It's so nice to see. And we've only been like weight training for two years. And yeah. within the two years when I first started, like the amount of girls now we see in the gym is so different in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like it's just taking up the space and yeah. I love it. Especially another thing girls deal with that is so annoying that like when getting the confidence to fight it is just like the input from men. Like men like to give you input on like all the exercise you exercises you're doing. So, like in a commercial gym, mm-hmm. they just love to feel like you need help when you're like setting up a bench. Like do you need a spot when it's like just the bar and you haven't put weight on it and you're like, no. I'm okay like you don't need to give me your input and your help I'm all right so just like getting that confidence to walk in there and like take up space like I don't really know like no other workout has like done that for me what about you how has your mindset developed oh goodness obviously the confidence is definitely huge but I just think the self-growth in like the person I am obviously there's so many other aspects that have played a role with it but it's just the independence the yeah, I guess I'll just say independence because it just I've gone from being a college athlete and just always relying off of like the motivation to like get up, be active because there's like a coach, there's teammates like you have to kind of go and be present for that mm-hmm. where now I have like the independence of like, OK, if I show up today, like I have to show up tomorrow and like just keep going and pushing for my goals. So I think that's definitely huge. Also, in terms of independence, I can like carry things myself and lift things myself and get like I don't like not to be like I don't need like a man but it's like you like okay like lift a box I can move it I can carry it like all good I can pick it up like you don't have to like take it easy on me I'm I'm strong (laughs) like (laughs) yeah and it just feels good so any women listening right now that want to experience all that you guys have developed in yourselves and they Mm -hmm. want to go into the gym you know Give them a pep talk. What do you say to them right now? They're like on the cusp of going in. Give them a pep talk. What would you say? Okay, well, you never, ever, ever, ever feel worse leaving than when you got in. Ever. Because even if you don't do anything, you went. So So all that anxiety is a lot. Huge moves. Huge moves. We're also, no one's expecting anyone to be jumping from never going to the gym to going to the gym five to six days a week. Like, even if you show up once or twice that week, that's better than last week. Mm -hmm. So starting small, getting yourself there, getting comfortable. Like, I personally started off, like I said, at the Planet Fitness in the corner of the gym with a a kettlebell. So if you just start off small in that corner, taking up your own space, you will eventually work your way into the bigger area. Cool. Mm -hmm. So... That's my advice. Yeah, that's like also that's the same thing I tell people like start small, grab like one set of weight and just like the first day observe. See like because the, the thing is when I went to the gym, I was so nervous about like I didn't really know proper like, wait, what do you do with that? Wait, like what do people do over there? Like, oh, do people use this? Like, should I be using this? Am I allowed? Just like thing like not feeling like you know where to go. So like literally getting on a treadmill or getting in a corner and just observe. See kind of like who's doing what where, what you use, what machines for, the crowds of people that are there at the time you go. Just literally observe what's going on. So one, you could see that's not that like it's not that scary. Two, you can also like no one really knows what they're doing. Like mm. have like once you know what you're doing, you walk in and you're like, oh, none of these people know what they're doing. No, they don't. They like <laughs> none of them know what they're doing. Like you're a lot of fine. it's just like that machine's open, so I'm just gonna sit in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> people are texting, just like one like you know one one set every 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one knows what they're doing. Like find a workout on YouTube or something of someone in the gym and just follow it, and you'll be fine. And like don't feel. Like, you're taking up space. Like, don't be like, oh, I want to use that. But, like, what if someone else wants to use that? So, use it. Grab it. Exactly. <laughs> it's yours. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you like, paid a membership. Take it. <laughs> that's our mindset with, honestly, everything in terms of fitness, health, anything. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, when, when people are looking for a good gym, what are characteristics you guys like? The oh, culture. this is my favorite topic, honestly, because yeah. we can talk about the Planet Fitness thing. Yeah. The culture is huge. Like... For me personally, I've gone to so many different types of gyms, but Lift ATX here in Austin's like the culture is insane. And I know you can't find that everywhere, unfortunately, but if you're having issues as a girl with like maybe the older men, the stairs, like whatever it is, like don't feel like you're in your head with that because like that stuff happens a lot 
everywhere at a lot of gyms. You just need to find like the perfect fit. And I know it, it saying this can be hard for some people because there's not a bunch of gyms everywhere. Like, let's be real. Austin, Texas does not really have that many gyms. Like we were the talking cool with a friend gyms, today. Like yeah. that are near near us. Yeah. Have you ever been to Lift ATX? No. You should check it out. Yeah, you yeah. should check it out. A cool place. But um, gyms like that, I just realized, um, and they don't always even have to be more expensive. Some are more expensive. Some aren't. But here's the they drive Planet Fitness. A lot of people I know like it because it's $10 a month. The hidden fees that those gyms push on you are so outrageous. It's ridiculous. I had to cancel my membership because I got it because it was right by my house in Miami where I'm from. Then it was COVID. So I went one time and the gym closed. And then after they were like, you owe us this annual fee and that annual fee and a cancellation fee. I'm like, but you guys weren't even open. And they're like, yeah, but did you read it? Like you still owe us all this money. So it's like those gyms get you in like bullshit like that. (laughs) That I think just paying a little bit more of a membership to not be stuck with stupid fees that they're going to charge you that were in your contract can be worth it. But other than that, I just think a lot of people are intimidated, a lot of girls, by like the bodybuilder type gyms, like the Lift ATX we go to, where people are powerlifting in there. People are training for bodybuilding competitions. Like you walk in, there's a girl posing for a bikini show in the mirror, and a lot of people are intimidated by that. But realistically, that is the most uplifting environment. Like I don't feel more safe and encouraged anywhere else but at gyms like that i feel way more awkward nowadays in la fitness than i do at like a bodybuilder hardcore gym because everyone there is just so supportive of you and they know like the grind that it took none of those people started off being who they are now when you walk in like the girl deadlifting like 315 didn't start like that and everyone knows that so i feel like everyone is just so supportive of you like they will like if I'm doing like big weight for something someone will like tell me and be like oh my god good job like that was sick like they'll you need a spot like people will come over and help you even if it's like 10 pounds on both sides like and they'll take it serious and they'll help you and they'll be there for you and support you and other gyms just don't have that I feel like commercial gyms so I feel like if you have the opportunity to try a cool different gym in your area I would 100% go for it Mm mm-hmm they're way better. Yeah, it seems like a lot of bodybuilding, like powerlifting gyms, just everyone's super friendly, super family oriented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those types of gyms. There's not a ton. There is a couple that, there's one that opened a little further down south. I can't remember. They have like all green equipment. Factory. Factory we've Do you guys like there. that? Yeah. yeah. We've tried out pretty much every gym here. Yeah. There's another one that opened up near where I kind of like train people out of. It's called Lost Champions. Yep. Yep. Yes. That, been there too. We've been dope? there too. Is yep. that cool? Good place. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. We've been there too. Um, we've made the rounds of, yeah. of they're like here. They're like north, south, west, right? Kind of yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just those gyms are just, the vibe is way better. You'll feel more like supported. Mm. Like I think overall. Yeah. That's awesome. What, what's your guys' training split now? How do you guys like to train you know, after the two years of training? Yeah, um, we've definitely gone in a spot where we're kind of still trying to figure out like what my desire is, what I really love. But right now we're going to the gym five days a week. And mm-hmm. I never would have thought three years ago I would only go to the gym five, five days a week. Mm-hmm. But with the way we train in the gym, you know, we bench, we squat, no deadlifts right now. It's very taxing on my body, but it's just you realize that you don't need to be going to the gym and exercising every single day. Like rest and recovery is so important and it actually helps me perform better, better in the gym when I'm only going five days a week. So that's where we're at. We train yeah. the same split. Yeah. So. We do like push pull legs right now. Wait, okay. is that what we're doing? Yeah. We're doing legs, push, pull, and then like a rest day and then legs and then arms. So like on a, like a push or a leg day, Walk me through the actual leg program you guys are doing. Oh, right okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'll go my glute day. So my glute day is Monday. Um, I recently, I think, got it down. I was kind of like struggling with it, but my last workout was like, I think I got it. How do you guys warm up before that? Oh, we're like- Just use the bar. I do very quick I'm dynamic not, warm up. Yeah, like really quick. Five minutes. Honestly, probably not the best Honestly, on that one. my opinion, you don't really need a lot of a warm Yeah. Up. Five minutes is good. I do need to like open up my hips and stuff a little bit, but like I don't go too crazy. I think I do. most of most most of the work, if you do your mobility or whatever after your workout, you'll probably stay ready to go for the next workout. Mm-hmm. It's like tuning a guitar. If you yeah. tune it after you play it, it's probably ready to play next time you play it. Yeah, yeah, and like warm up sets kind of do it for me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I just go to what feels right, but I don't have like a 
anything crazy for a warm up. But I'll do heavy hip thrust. Um, Walk me through like your weight progression. People oh, want to know. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. This is helpful because you know when I'm training people, they're like, "Well, how much weight?" I'm usually just loading the bar for them, but I think it's helpful for people to figure out, like, how yeah, do I no, actually let's progress do it. up let's... to my work set? Like, how do I do that? Let's do that. We've never actually gone this in depth on our workouts on our podcast. Yeah. Um. So I'll like start out 135, do a plate on each side, crank it out for like 10. I don't really like to go over like. 10 reps to me like 8 to 12 is my sweet spot i like 8 a lot because i feel like 8 is like just enough and then i get bored after that and i don't want to count so i like 8 but i'll do like 10 <laughs> reps and then i'll add like 25 and then go two plates keep doing like 10 reps and then i worked up to like 300 pounds for like four sets of 10 and then i'll do like um like heavy lunges with a barbell or dumbbells depending on what's available but specifically a barbell each leg at like 135 or heavier, depending on the day. RDLs, dumbbells. So when you do the lunges, do you re-warm up or are mm. you pretty warm already from your hip thrust? I'll do one warm-up set to like get the movement right to feel like, okay, well, wait, do I feel like I'm going to do this day? Like half the way? What do you do? Yeah, probably like half. Probably like, like, like a quarter, like a 95? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 25s and then it's like from that 25s, I might be like, oh, it's kind of heavy today. Like maybe we're only going to do like this weight or like add a five on it. Or I'm like, oh, this is light. Like crank it up to 155. Like, so I'll kind of do that. And like, if it still feels easy, I'll increase every time if it feels too easy. And then like RDL. Then after this, I probably won't warm up. After this, I'm just grabbing weight for each thing because it's been two things already. What's your rest times between these first two exercises? Minute. Minute? Minute, minute and a half if I get distracted. <laughs> okay all right so hip thrust lunges rdls with dumbbells um probably like i like doing drop sets of those so like do like 70s and then like 30s for like 10 and 10 it's like my favorite favorite exercise of all time you guys are on the same split yes yeah do you guys train together or just different times or we'll do some things together and then some things separately yeah we'll usually do our compound lifts together because one we need spots and two like if I want to go really heavy, like just even having her standing there, like I'll get through it knowing that she's just standing there. It holds me accountable a little bit. Yeah. So we usually do our compounds together and then we'll go our separate way because we like our, we like different like accessory, accessory movements. movements. Yeah. And also sometimes it's like packed and like yeah. you want a machine and like, I don't know. So you just kind of like take what you can get. Yeah. Um, so we'll do some together, some separate, but we do pretty much the same kind of exercises, even if we do them in slightly different orders. Mm hmm. How did you change, decide your accessory movements? Why do you do one and what do you do and why do you do the other? Honestly, it's just personal pr like yeah, preference. Yeah, personal preference. Like feel or feel, feel, change? Feel for sure. Like for instance, like she has <laughs> bigger traps than I do. So like sometimes like traps. I like, I feel like I need to work up my shoulders and my traps a little bit more. So I'm like overloading like lat raises, like that type of stuff. Whereas maybe her, like she'll feel like she doesn't really need to do stuff like that yeah. so it's just personal preference yeah like what like, we want to work on yeah like my shoulders i'm trying to balance out the rest of my arms to my shoulders so i'm like doing more of that then it's like on back day she likes back day more than me so i'd rather do a few things of a lot of sets and get it over with and she could like do exercises for a long time but i don't like it i just find it boring mm -hmm. so even if it's just preference like that of like i don't want to do that or little things like i don't like the way that that grip on that machine feels in my hand because it like hurts my fingers for like sure. literally little thing, like it could be something as stupid as that, or yeah. like that seat is too high for me. I don't really like it, so I don't like it. Like just yeah, you're feeling it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you guys track your numbers at all? Mentally, S yes. In my so, head, that's pretty good. Yeah. What yeah. I was gonna say is, um, <laughs> for like programming our lifts and stuff, I typically keep the first three exercises in my lifts exactly the same for a few weeks. And I try to progress on those lifts. Cool. So, for example, like um, if it was a push day, I bench every single day. Um, I progress with the weight on that. And then if um, I have two different push days. So first push day, I do chest, then I do shoulders, and then I do chest again for like three compounds. And I will keep those exercises the same, but I will make sure each week I am changing the weight, progressing in that sense, but I'm not like super strict in it where I'm like writing in a notepad or anything. Like I keep it in my head, but I do keep the exercises the same. So that way I'm keeping it relatively similar. Yeah, so we both- You're actually progressing that. on something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not changing it up all the time. No. 
No. I've been doing like the same. I was changing my glute day to get a feel for it. My push day after my bench has been the same for months now. Yeah. I do the same exact thing, which what it's do you, a, what do you what do you feel when you hear people say, "Well, you need to confuse the muscle." Oh my god. That's just like so stupid. Like mm. why like why not just progressive like just change to me I'm confusing the muscle is just like lifting more weight, like challenging it, not doing something different. Yeah, I have not seen as much like growth physically, like strength wise, as I have within the last year. And I've kept it so simple and so textbook, like nothing's really changing. So just off of my own personal growth and strength, I'm going to keep it how I've been doing it and the basics. And it's been working very well. Yeah, the basics are basic for a reason. Bread and butter. Yeah. Dumbbells and barbells and just progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's So someone first starting to lift or getting to strength training, what are like bread and butter lifts or movements that they should for sure have in their program? Okay. Some people are like, you don't need to do like the big three things. But I think when you're first starting, like knowing how to squat, bench, and deadlift is a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like I think it just gets like, I mean, it's, like, empowering because, like, you can do heavy weight and, like, it pushes you to do something hard and uncomfortable. So I think that that's important to do. And, like, just getting your form and mobility down. Like, don't cheat code out of squats for, like, something, like, easier. Yeah, like, or like leg press or something. Yeah, like, don't, like, leg press instead of squat because you can't get the squat from down. How about you try yeah. to get the squat from down? So I think everyone should, like, try the big three lift, squat bench, and deadlift to get, like, the movement down and get familiar with doing those things. Um, and then it's just like basic pressing movements, basic squatting movements. Yeah. Basic hip hinge. If I were to program like a workout for the day, I would say pick one to two compounds and then pick when a- When you say compound, what does that mean? A compound lift. So a exercise that's targeting more than one muscle. So for instance, the squat, bench, you could Lunge. go, people will like really say, oh, is that a compound or is that not a compound? But like things like bent over row, lat pull down, like I consider those compounds, like those are big lifts, heavy lifts that I can progress on. So lifts like that. And then I will, after those two, go into a single leg or a single arm variation. Mm -hmm. So that way I'm like isolating. And then after that, that's when I start to break down into my like ISO accessory exercises, which are more of like the dumbbell stuff of like lat raises bicep curls tricep push downs like you name it like those types of things that are just like single mm -hmm. muscle exercises yep that's super rad do you feel that all of this lifting has helped you create the businesses you guys have now uh yeah i mean i think it's just like getting so passionate about something yeah and finding someone something that just changes your life complete 180 like the passion we have behind it is just unreal because like we said like those seeing those girls that we saw on the internet like like watching that girl do those push-ups and those pull-ups clicked in my mind so just immediately changed my life that i just knew i wanted to do that for someone and if like me lifting like changed my life so much i just wanted to do something with it yeah like greater we, than myself we started posting on social media and i remember just like having maybe like five thousand followers and I was getting asked questions and advice and how to do things. And keep in mind, nothing I was doing was correct or even <laughs> I was not educated on at all at the time. So should I have been giving advice? Probably not. But just the fact that people were coming to me asking me for help and advice, like it felt so good. So I just kept going with it mm -hmm. and like putting my own journey out there, my own experience. And it was just helping so many girls. So that's why we both like got so passionate about it and then ended up coming out with our podcast. So yeah. how'd you guys find each other? Instagram. Yes, Instagram. Yeah. We we were very same like minded. We both were growing at the same time on social media. Mm -hmm. Um so our content was very similar. So our followers were like tagging us in each other's stuff like, oh my goodness, you are preaching the same thing as her. Like you guys need to meet up, whatnot. So it kind of just went for it. And I was like, I'm going to come to Florida when I'm on family vacation. And we met one one day. Yeah, we spent the whole day in Miami together. And she told me she was moving to Texas and that I should come. Yeah. That's awesome. And then yeah. so you start, decided to start the F Word podcast. Yeah, she but came to Florida another time. And I had wanted to start a podcast because I love podcasts. It's like my favorite 
like social media platform by far but then i was like you know what i think i need a co-host because i don't know if i could do solo like it might just be beneficial to have a co- co-host so i was like why don't we start a podcast yeah and then we just did it that's a just a year ago yeah last it's actually June. crazy like to even think about the fact that we met february of last year february of like last I've, year yeah. i feel like i've known her for like five years yeah that's 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 how you know you're meant to meet yeah yeah it's insane and we've just done like so much together in such a short period of time. And like so- sometimes, like I even said this yesterday, I get so in my head about like not feeling like I'm doing enough or I'm successful enough. And then now when I sit down and have these conversations, I'm like, holy shit, like we've done so much in such a short period of time. Like we're in the next month or so dropping also a fitness app that we've been working on. Like mm-hmm. it's just constant things that are, we are continuing to do to grow as a business together. Is that the uncensored? Yeah. Fitness Uncensored and w- app. Yeah. So what's the inspiration behind that? Like, what are you putting in this app that you saw maybe that wasn't out there? Yeah. Um, we were doing online coaching and like we just realized like online coaching is great. There's nothing bad about online coaching. But like you could get, you know, most of what we're getting in online coaching maybe for cheaper cheaper and an easily accessible rate so basically we're like for the one month price that our online coaching was we can make it that the yearly price and put it in an app and give it to anyone yeah. all over the world at any time like they don't have to wait for our roster to be open and for us to have spots we can they can be on this app for a 12th of the price of what it would cost to be coached back for for a year and get updated stuff all the time and we can just give our audience more tan- tangible information so that's why we wanted to do it. Yeah. And like the combination too of now the podcast and the app. So um, one thing even to what she said about the roster is like we were – when we were coaching, we were just turning girls away because we could not hold enough people and help enough people. So now the fact that I can like help people across the world, across the country is so amazing. But now we have the app and our podcast and we'll go into depth on like really heavy topics on the podcast. Cool. And you'll now get like the physical aspect of the app too with it. So you get like the verbal information, but then also the physical, like go do this workout program and here's the recipe. Like, so it's just all for one. And I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't even launched it yet. They could be listening to you, looking yeah. at the app, wearing your gear at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys are like very synergistic entrepreneurial. How do you manage everything? Recording episodes, building the app, training posting, you know, creating gear. I mean, do you have advice for people wanting to start businesses like this? Yeah. I mean, my biggest advice to anyone is you have to realize you need to be putting in the work. You need to be like really thinking about like months in advance. Like I never would have thought like social media was gonna be my job for like my entire life. Like I knew like this was only a stepping stone for me. So I took that to my advantage of the reach of people I had, the job opportunities, the people I was meeting, and I really took advantage of that so that way I could eventually now then become a business owner as I am because social media is so up and down that you never know where it can take you. So you just need to, with any opportunity you have, whether it's meeting someone or being a manager at a gym, say you want to open your own gym and you're a manager at a gym, taking that opportunity of working at that gym to learn the back ends, how the gym operates, asking the owner some questions, just like taking any opportunity as you can to get information because that's the only way you're going to ever learn. I, the information I learned in school did nothing for what I'm doing now. So, yeah. And I feel like I'm going to give like some tough love to this side of it is like, uh, cause we get that question a lot of like, Oh my god like how are you even doing this and it's like to be real like I, like i'm only 21 years old i have no idea what the hell i'm doing realistically i mean it's been working and i've been getting it together but like do i really know what i'm doing no and that's just because if you are not committed to just start doing something without someone telling you what to do step by step of what they did you're never gonna do it because no one told us how to start a podcast yeah we came up with a name and i'm out here googling getting podcasts to spotify and then i found you could do anchor on spotify and i uploaded it myself and she made the artwork and we did it so uh, what mic do we buy i don't know i just my brother kind of knows about mics, so i was like should i get this like just set it up spent an hour in my kitchen trying to set a mic up to garage band recorded it probably sounded terrible Mm -hmm. threw it up ourselves and it's like if someone needs to be telling you kind of step by step like 
how to start a podcast. So you just got to do it. Yeah. And if you don't have it in you to just do it, like, how are we doing merch on our own? I don't know. We just did it. And like, we're, <laughs> we were doing merch with like a company before and now we do it like out of our house. We do it totally on our own. And, you know, my parents would be like, you're going to do that? Like, how, how do you know how to like do the shipping? I don't know. Figure it out, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, like figure it out. Like, <laughs> you learn how to work Shopify and figure it out. And that's just, I feel like how it's been. And then obviously we try to manage our time good day today. And like we, we put in the work because we both have that mindset of like nothing's going to come handed to us. A lot of people in this fitness industry online, I would say most of like people our age online in the fitness industry think a lot of shit is going to be handed to them. Like a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. Like they just really think it's just going to come to them for having a little bit of followers online. And it's like the work is real. I think there's also a flip too. People probably look at you and don't realize the amount of work you guys do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. They think like, oh, maybe they're fit or they're girls or just whatever fucking thing they want to think or say. And training a lot of influencers realizing Oh, it takes an insane amount of work and time management. It's it's incredible, actually. Like it's you guys are fucking hustlers. Yeah, we don't it's have very anyone impressive. To, yeah, we don't have anyone to tell us what to do. Like I could wait. I could have easily have woke up today and not worked. And yeah, I got myself out of the house and like worked. Like no one could have told me that. I could have done nothing. So it's one of those things where it's like when you realize that there's no one telling you what to do, you need to be making sure you are taking that initiative to get the shit done because. There's just so many, like, I don't want to throw shade on anyone that's in the industry that we're in, but there's just so many people out there that day to day, like, I, I want to ask them, like, what is your goal with this? Because sometimes I just think that they just think they're going to be a content creator for the rest of the life. And I, that's just not something that can, that can be happening. It sounds like the desire has to be deep. Like you guys yeah, like, genuinely, mm-hmm. like, I was inspired. This changed me. I want to change other people. Yes. Yeah. That's a hundred percent what it is. Like I... I never thought content creation was going to be a thing I was going to be doing. I wanted to teach fitness classes. I wanted to be a trainer. That's what I wanted to do. And then it led me into this. Um, But I'm the first to say, like, a lot of people just, like, think this is the dream. If, like, you don't have that desire or passion or, like, that worth ethic to be literally hustling all the time to work for yourself and do it, it's okay that it's not for everyone. Like, I've had a lot of time even now. I'm like, is this for me? Like, I don't know. This is a lot. Like, it's freaking hard and it's a lot. And it's okay that it's not for everyone. Yeah. 100%. How do you guys stay disciplined? Um, Each other. Yeah, I was going to say each other. And I know there's not a lot of people out there that have each other. And if, say, she wasn't here or maybe there was a time she went to Miami um, for like two weeks and I was by myself. And I was just like, do I want to get out of bed early? Eh, I don't know. But it, at the end of the day, it's just routine. You need to stay in your routine. If you fall off your routine, you're going to stay off that routine. Yeah. So the people you surround yourself with are huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge. But like for us, like... I mean, the way we live now is just so, like, we live together. Every morning we're up, we're making breakfast at 8, we go to the gym together. So it's, like, you can't sleep in or, like, I'm leaving without you. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, we and we go together. So there's really no, like, skipping anything. We do it together. So. Accountability yeah. buddies. Yeah. I think that's also good for lifting, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing beats having a lifting buddy, like a yeah. good lifting yeah. partner. Yeah. Yeah, someone to go in and push and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, super rad. So yeah. where do, what's your vision? I'm just curious. Where do you want to go with after the app? You know, where do you see the podcast going? Yeah. I mean, I've always had like that entrepreneurial mindset. Like my degree in school was graphic design. I still am using that right now with like everything we're doing on the podcast, the fitness app. Like I designed the whole like. Yeah, it looks really good. Layout aspect the cover. of the, yeah. the app. Yeah, yeah she so, does all the graphics. So I always thought I was going to just have my own like graphic design studio and I was going to be doing my own thing and like whatnot like that was my end term goal but now things have completely changed i have a passion for fitness and i want to incorporate that so i'm kind of living my dream like right now i feel like i am like we have the podcast we have an app coming out and i would say in the next year i'll be so happy with where i'm at with the app and just like saying that that's kind of my job like i'm an entrepreneur i'm a business owner and wherever the work ventures take me or where they take me I think that's a good yeah. way to look at it. Just see where the energy goes. Yeah. Yeah. Just do your best and see where it goes. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, like, realistically, like, I'm 21 years old. Like, the real honest answer is I really don't know. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't fucking know. Like, yeah. and like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm, I want to keep doing this podcast, like, this podcast and stuff, 
forever. Like I'd continue doing the pod. Like I could quit TikTok. I can quit Instagram mm-hmm. eventually, but I love doing the podcast. Like yeah. I will do the podcast until like as long as there's a way to, for it to get up on the internet, I will talk into a mic. Everything else maybe will come and go, but the podcast is so fun. And then other than that, I mean, I've just noticed like I'm still noticing things day to day where I'm like, that sounds like something really cool to do. Like, I think I'd actually like doing that for work and that for like, like I've just been going all over the place with what I want to do and what I like want to do for the rest of my life. Cause I am so young. Yeah. Hello dope. <laughs> uh, pet of the week. Oh, <laughs> I don't A know. Listener. Uh, yeah, I actually really don't know. They've been like, pretty good to be honest yeah they've both we been haven't pretty done good. this in a while we haven't done it in a while show. okay so we kind of stopped it for a little bit because like they were both being bad they were both being <laughs> terrors no one's the pet yeah no one gets pet <laughs> no one because they're literally terrors i'm gonna go i'm gonna go mac mac's been cute lately yeah he's been getting along with like all our friends we've been hosting a lot lately we just moved into a town home four bedroom town home in, J- in july and we just love hosting. I love cooking for friends, whether it's like we made pumpkin bread last night, dinner, appetizers, buffalo chicken dip, like you name it. And he's been doing a pretty good job with like our guests being yeah. present in our place. So it's good. Super rad. <laughs> How do people find you? Um, F word underscore podcast on Instagram. And then our ads and stuff are in there. Yeah, you can find everything bio. through if you look up the F word, pretty much anywhere, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. Super rad. So yeah. easy. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. <laughs> it's like a therapy session. I love talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Sam and Taylor, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Go check them out at the F Word. Also, their Uncensored app is coming out, and they also have some pretty awesome swag. I think one of their hats is called Future Milf. Super dope. Guys, thank you again so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and follow, and I will see you, or you'll hear me, next week.